0: Hey neighbor, I appreciate you stopping by. It's a great evening tonight. Fall's in the air. Won't be long, it'll be Christmas time. But hey, pull up a chair, I'll run inside the house and get you a cup of joe, I'll be right back. Years ago I came across Jerry Seinfeld's children's book Halloween while walking through a Barnes & Noble bookstore. It immediately caught my eye because the illustration on the cover, drawn by James Bennett, was so cool-looking. The character image of Seinfeld as a kid was spot-on comical. As I read through the book, it was like reading my life story regarding Halloween. The Superman costume, the cheap plastic mask with a thin gray rubber band held in place by two cheap staples. When you put it on, you would invariably let go of the rubber band and pop yourself in the back of the neck or your ear and sting like fire. Mom making you wear your corduroy winter coat because it was cold outside? Cheap candy versus the name candy or the good candy? The amount of free candy you brought home and then dumped out on your bed and sorted? My earliest memory of seeing the Superman costume was in the 1965 Sears Christmas book, page 559. Just above the Superman costume was the dress-like Mary Poppins costume for the girls. In spite of all the aspirations to dress up in some really cool costume to trick-or-treat, as I aged, I usually went as a hobo because it only required a little smudge of charcoal on your face to make you look dirty and your shirt tail out. I remember one year my dad came up with the idea for me to go as a corn shuck. A corn shuck is a bundle of corn stalks cut and tied together, and I was going to wear that to the neighborhood fall block party leading up to Halloween. I just knew that I would win the promised prize for the best costume in my age group. As the day of the party drew near, I kept reminding my dad that we needed to get the stuff to make the costume. The day of the party arrived and we still didn't have the corn stalks to make the shuck costume. At the last minute, my dad found a place that had the corn stalks, he went and bought them, and proceeded to try and assemble a bundle of corn stalks around my body. The goal was to completely cover my body with the stalks so that I looked like a walking corn shuck. No razzle-dazzle here, folks. My father had given no thought on how he would achieve the stalk attachment, so things went downhill pretty fast. Also, it didn't take long into the attempted attachments of the stalks to see that we didn't have near enough corn stalks to surround my entire body. So the corn shook idea fell apart, and I went as a hobo. In spite of the costume disappointment, the night of the fall neighborhood party is a fond memory of mine. It's one of the few times I remember doing something like that together as a family. My father was a traveling salesman for Dahlgren Manufacturing Company at that time, traveling the East Coast selling printing equipment, which kept him on the road Monday through Friday, so there wasn't much time for things like this. As we walked the street to the party, a lot of other families were making their way as well. Several of the kids had some really cool homemade costumes on. I remember one kid looked like a package of Lucky Strike cigarettes with some cigarettes sticking up out of the open end. Like I said, folks, it was a different day. People were just beginning to learn that cigarettes are killers. Another kid was a box of Tide laundry detergent. As we rounded the corner to the party, the street had a small slope downward. At the bottom of the slope was a large flatbed trailer that was parked sideways across the road. They had it set up as a makeshift stage with lights strung over the trailer, creating a really cool vibe. They had a portable sound system. I remember a woman came to the mic and began the costume judging contest. The contest was a blast. To top it off, they had free hot chocolate and cider. The families out together, the costumes, the chill in the air, the makeshift trailer stage, and the lights all come together in my mind to create a really fun memory. On the night of Halloween, we would leave it dark by ourselves, alone, with no parent, and proceed according to a mapped out trick-or-treat course. We mapped the course in order to maximize our candy haul. Our course put us back at our house halfway through our journey with no wasted steps in order to dump our plastic pumpkin pail so on the second half of our course we could get more candy. We found out real quick that if you went to the door with a full bucket of candy, the people didn't give you as much candy. I remember the night we went to the Pride House to trick or treat. The Pride House is a 3,800 square foot mansion built in 1874. That is right in the middle of our subdivision located at 9408 Juliet Drive, just around the corner from my house on Small Drive. In spite of the dark driveway through the vegetation and went to the dark house, we made our way to the door in hopes of making a really fine candy haul. We thought the prides were rich. We made it to the door, knocked, and waited for the door to open to shout, Trick or Treat! The door slowly opened. It was dark inside. We could barely make out an old woman who, at that moment, reminded me of Grandmama off of the TV comedy show The Addams Family. Perhaps in real life, the old woman didn't look like her, but in the dark, scary moment as a kid, I thought she did. She didn't say anything but slowly opened the screen door and passed out the most dreaded trick-or-treat candy of all, the homemade candied apple on a stick. Though the gesture was kind, I could not convince myself to eat a homemade, Sticky-covered apple-on-a-stick received from the hand of Grandmama. (laughs) What a great time to be a kid. Though the days of a nine-year-old kid walking the streets of the neighborhood in the dark with no adults going door-to-door seeking candy from strangers are past. Hey, wait just a second. Let's stop right here. As I spoke that last sentence out loud, I realized just how innocent and crazy the idea ever was. Anyway, though with a few local exceptions, those days are past. Yet you and I can create memorable moments with our families with the launch of the fall holiday season. Our family has started a tradition of gathering at one of our homes for supper and carving pumpkins. At the end of the pumpkin carving, we light the jack-o'-lanterns and take a family pumpkin picture. Last year's pumpkin photo turned out really great. In our advanced society, yes, we understand that there can be a sinister evil side to Halloween, but it's possible to have a wholesome gathering with the family and let the kids dress up and have fun. I encourage you, my friend, go out of your way this year in the midst of this crazy time to create happy holiday memories with your family and friends. It's good for your soul and good for your relationships. And with that, I bid you peace. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Dot Rocks. I'm Kenny Price. I've been your host. If you haven't read Jerry Seinfeld's kids book, Halloween, I've included a YouTube link to a video of the book that includes Jerry Seinfeld telling the story. Keep in mind, his story is spot on how trick-or-treating was when I was a kid. Also, just for kicks, I've included the hyperlink to the Sears Christmas catalog, page 559 from 1965. What a hoot! Can you believe someone has actually archived all the pages from the Sears Christmas books? Folks, these are the glory days of the internet. Additionally, I've included a hyperlink to the Zillow page that gives you a first-hand look at the Pride House. In this episode, I referred to the house as a mansion, though it is just 3,800 square feet. Isn't that a commentary on how affluent our country has become? When I was a kid, the Pride House was a mansion. Anyway, check out the Pride House just for fun. The show notes also include links to some spiritual encouragement, including the YouTube Home Link for Bible Project, Bible Project is a non animation studio that produces short-form, fully animated videos. Their videos and all of their other resources are available for free to help people everywhere experience the unified story of the Bible. The animation videos are not just geared to kids. They are for adults as well. Until next time, my friend, make it a great day.